Okay. What's your favourite proverb so far? Proverbs 8. This is, this is the last of our series in Proverbs. Oh. Pretty quiet this morning. Maybe I need to tell a dad joke. Or I could tell a Proverbs joke. Proverbs 26 is really fun. It describes the sluggard. I was reading this this morning, Proverbs 26, 13. The sluggard says, there is a lion in the road. There's a lion in the streets. It's funny. Like it doesn't do anything about it. And just lies there. Or the sluggard buries his hand in the dish and it wears him out to bring it back to his mouth. It's so visual to see people who are, you know, just kind of tired or, or just indifferent to life or dangerous. And uh, it's kind of an amusing picture. But I want to talk today about financial wisdom. Sprinkled all through the Proverbs, in fact, all through the Bible, is advice on finances. And it's such a pressing thing because our world has so much financial wisdom, financial advice, and financial need. So how do you sift the good from the bad advice? What does your financial advisor tell you? What do, what do the newspapers, the press tell you? What do your parents, your grandparents tell you? How do, how do you sift all the wisdom of our day? Well, here's what I would suggest is the lens of Proverbs is a pretty good place to start. If you're wondering how this whole money thing works, how finances work, well, Proverbs is full of wisdom and advice. And it talks about the blessing of wealth, would you believe? But let, me, let me read you a few scriptures on, on why wealth is actually a good thing. And then we're going to discuss some of the approaches to wealth and how it works. I'm going to roll through some things here. Proverbs 10, 15, a rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Wow. Proverbs 14, 20, the poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Proverbs 14, 24, the crown of the wise is their wealth, but the folly of fools brings folly, you guessed it. Proverbs 19, 4, wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. Proverbs 19, 7, all a poor man's brothers hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words, but does not have them. Proverbs 20, 22, 7, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the slave of the lender. You, you could read these things and go, well, is, is it good then to be very, very wealthy? Because it seems to be. And so then do we just pursue wealth and do we just put all of our efforts into getting money and wealth? Well, I'm not so sure. It's descriptive. Remember, Proverbs is descriptive. It's like King Solomon looking out his window and seeing a rich man, a poor man, a foolish man, woman child and making observations. Does that make sense? He makes observations. He looks out a window and sees somebody who's wealthy, surrounded by people. He goes, hmm, rich man is surrounded by friends. He looks out another window and he sees someone who's poor, not surrounded by people. So he's making observational uh, ideas and statements. 
But what he's not saying is pursue wealth at all costs. One aspect of our society does. Let me talk about greedy George. <laughs> Anyone here called George? I was thinking hard. Greedy George, you see, greedy George wants wealth and money now and will employ any means that he has to get wealth. And so he's so stirred, perhaps by these proverbs or perhaps by the world that we live in that, hey, I've got to get money. And so some of the means that people like this employ, things like unjust gains. So if I can be rich, it doesn't really matter that I treat people poorly along the way. It doesn't matter if I, if I you know, hurt people or kill people. As long as I've got money, it's all good. Ever thought about these people? Read about them in the press. Hasty people. I want it now. Quick. How can I make the most money today, tomorrow? How can I be an instant success? How can I do that? Haste. Quick. People who perhaps are liars about their wealth or about the way they get wealth. And maybe not so honest about the means to wealth. Maybe make sort of compromises in their integrity along the way in their pursuit of wealth. Few little white lies or more. Maybe it's being stingy. No giving, because it's all mine. And so when I get wealth, I'm going to keep it all for myself so that I can lie in bed and think about all my millions. Greedy George stirs up strife. In order to get wealth, he creates lots of problems for other people. Greedy George is, well, greedy. It's all about him, fast, quick, now. And you might think that in our world, you might think of some people or think of some situations where even maybe you have, oh, that's, I've just got to get wealth, I've got to get money, so these are the things that I obviously have to do. Proverbs is very wise. Because Proverbs 1 says that, such are the ways of everybody who is greedy for unjust gain, it actually takes away the life of its possessors. So if you're greedy for unjust gain and you don't care about how people are in the meantime, you actually lose your own life. Proverbs 20.11 says, An inheritance gained hastily in the beginning, money that comes quickly, says will not be blessed in the end. You'll find people who, who obtain lots of money very quickly sometimes have trouble holding on to it. There's reasons for that. Proverbs 21 says, The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a snare of death. So if you have to get wealth by lying, Proverbs says that it's, it's like a snare. It's a fleeting vapor. It disappears. Or Proverbs 28.20 says, The stingy man hastens after wealth. I must get it. I must get it for me now. But he does not know that poverty will come upon him. Poverty follows the stingy person. And verse 5. So 28.25. A greedy man stirs up strife. It's so interesting, isn't it? So many of the values and the practices of our world in the pursuit of wealth 
you actually see how these things work out. There has to be another way. Because Proverbs 23.4 says, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. Because when your eyes light on it, it's gone. But suddenly it sprouts wings and flies like an eagle towards heaven. Is that true? Have you ever found you've got money and then suddenly it's just gone? <laughs> Payday comes in. Next day, oh, I've just paid all my bills. And You're not with me? Do not toil, it says, to acquire wealth. Now that word toil means weary yourself. Don't exhaust yourself chasing after money. Money is a blessing. Wealth is a blessing. But don't, but don't ruin yourself pursuing it. There is a much better way of doing it. Greedy George doesn't have it right, but, but diligent Dave does. Any Daves in here? <laughs> there's a few. Diligent Dave, well, there's... <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> oh, dear. There's four things a diligent Dave does. Dave plans. He plans. He thinks about it. He actually takes time to draw up a plan. He works hard. He puts those plans into practice. And he gathers slowly. It's not a rush to wealth. It's a slow path. And he works his land. Let me talk through what those are by looking at some scriptures. Proverbs 21.5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundant. But everyone who is hasty comes to poverty. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. To take, to take time to plan. Work on it. Step back. See the big picture. So many of us live in the day-to-day, -day, the moment, the week-to-week, -week, but the diligent plans and thinks, okay, five years from now, ten years from now, it's okay to plan. It's okay to think through because this, this is what the Bible says to do. Plans of the diligent lead to abundance. Get advice. Seek people out who've done this well. And you will find putting a long-term plan can lead to gradual wealth. Diligent Dave also works hard. Now, this is not toil exhausting himself, but this is employing lots of means. It's to work for your own good, for your own benefit, not looking for handouts. We live in an entitlement society where if I can get a handout, if I can get some subsidy or some help or some benefit or some aid, then, oh, look, I'm blessed. Look what, look what the government just gave me. But actually, isn't it good to actually toil and work hard with our own hands? That's what Timothy is instructed to do later by Paul. Work hard. If a man doesn't work, he shall not eat, is what Paul says to Timothy. Work is good. Work is not a curse. Work is the gift of God. Some of you might debate that. 
Monday mornings. The work is actually a real blessing because it builds our character. And we employ our skills, our hands, our mind, and, and our work, even though there's days of drudgery and days of just, I'd rather not be here, I'd rather be at the beach. It's actually a blessing for us and it builds us. So, so don't be afraid of work. Don't look for handouts. And don't just talk about your plans. Because <laughs> this is what the scripture says. In all toil, there is profit. But mere talk only leads to poverty. Ever come across those people who are just talking about what their plans are? Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Often the gunners don't. But just do it and plan and work. So diligent Dave plans. He also works. But he recognises the speed at which this text. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle. But whoever gathers little by little will increase. There's a kingdom principle of little by little, slowly by slowly, one thing at a time. And how different is this to our world? Again, not the handout mentality, but, but the, the instant success mentality. When share prices are rising, quick, let's cash in. When property prices are rising, how good do we feel if you've got a house? And you're depressed if you don't. We want to build wealth quickly. Maybe there's, maybe there's a fast track way. Maybe, maybe I can make a business online and, and be a YouTube sensation. Quickly. I've got to get money. Quick. And so we put all our emphasis on fast wealth. This time next year, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'd be really careful. Because the proverb says, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Isn't this great wisdom? Straight from the Bible. 3,000-year-old text that speaks right to our hearts today. And lastly, diligent Dave, he, has, he works his land. Whoever works his land, Proverbs 28, 19, will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. Whoever works his land or her land, what have you got right now? Everybody has something. I've often heard it says you need wealth to make wealth. You need money to make money. I'm not so sure. Everybody has something. Work your land. What have you got that you could work to make wealth? What ideas have you got? What skill? What land? What, what resources do you actually have right now? Isn't this a nice thought? Not what don't I have, or I wish someone would give me this, or I wish I could get this. What do you have now? Whoever works his land now will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. What are, what are worthless pursuits? Quick rich schemes, money wasting hobbies, you know, the things that suck our money, but are actually long term wealth things. And I'd add in there to avoid over spiritualizing that God will provide. Ah, God is going to provide me this. One day I'm going to wake up and it'll just land from heaven because. God's a good God. I need a car. And it'll just 
to be honest, most things that I've prayed for, God has given me a job and some money. <laughs> Doesn't mean there's not favor in our life, but usually we have to work for it because he's involved in our character building and our life, not in a Santa Claus mentality. So Diligent Dave has some really good things going on. He plans, he works hard, he gathers slowly and works his own land. But he's also got something else going on, which you may not come across in today's world. He's generous. Diligent Dave is generous. It's not about him. It's not about his own nest egg or his own greed. But again, as you read through the Proverbs, you'll see all these scriptures around blessing other people. And this is a real secret to wealth. Let's jump right in. He's generous. How? He does three things. Diligent Dave honors God with his wealth. He gives freely to other people and is generous to the poor. How amazing is that? Let's, let's go to the scriptures. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Do you want to know how to get wealth? Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your produce. You know, we, we took that literally in our family, obviously through my own income and whatever. But I remember when we had chickens, the first chickens that we had, it took them so long to lay eggs. So long. Have you ever done this? Like you have little chickies and it's like 20 weeks before they lay eggs. And we said, kids, we're going to give the first fruits of these chickens away. So we had our 12 egg carton thing, you know. It took about four weeks for us to fill this egg carton. So come on, chickens. <laughs> come on, chickens. <laughs> then one would lay, in a, and a week later, this one would lay again. So come on. But we did it. We filled up this egg carton of 12, and we gave it away to somebody who needed it. Now, it might have been a token, but I, but I love the principle of the first fruits. When our apple trees started producing, it took forever, and it's pretty tired now, we gave away the first apple, the best apple. Now, it sounds tokenistic and simple, but I like the idea that in everything that our little house produces, from the income that Ro and I earn to the things that we produce, that we give the first and the best. It's the best principle. Giving that to God through your local church, the kingdom of God is advanced. Therefore, consistent tithes and offerings is such a key to unlocking wealth. That's what the scriptures talk about. Yet that's not all that diligent Dave does. He gives to others. Look at this, Proverbs eleven twenty four. 24. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and he who waters will himself be watered. How awesome is that? It's an observational proverb. Solomon's looking at his windows going, hmm, how come this guy just gave all of his money to his friend and yet now someone's giving him some money? Huh, how come this lady over here has just given someone to that and paid coffee and someone's paying her coffee now? Someone's just taken this guy out to dinner and paid everything and now, ah, he says, I've got it. 
He says, one gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers one. So bless others. Be the one that pays the meal, that invites out. Be the one who's just generous with money. And you will find that it comes back. It really does. Many scriptures talk about that. So honour God, bless others, and give to the poor is the third thing that diligent Dave does. Proverbs 19, 17, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. Blows my mind that we could lend money to God. And he will repay him for his deed. God goes, I'm going to repay you for that with more that you can give away. It's like God's, God's just looking for a flow, that's all. Finances should be like a river, not a dam. The more we give, the more we get to give. And somehow it just works. Somehow our own personal needs are met. Somehow our investments work. And, and somehow God just likes this flow. He's looking to be a source of blessing to this world practically, financially. So Diligent Dave is not only a worker, but he's a giver. And the reason that's important is that it answers that big question of contentment. And this is what that looks like. Dave's way brings contentment because diligence is crafted with giving. Commitment is enough. Listen to this scripture, 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. Paul writes to his friend, he says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it, but if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. What a beautiful thought. Anyone ever wanted to be content? In a world of more, in a world that's geared to marketing, which is only a recent phenomenon, less than 100 years, right? The whole institution of marketing and selling and pushing and promoting. We, we honestly live in a world where we are marketed at 24-7. Right? The companies have access to us all the time. You think you're looking at a Facebook feed for your friends? No, you're looking at a marketing feed. We are being sold at, consumed at, and our value and our worth is seen in our ability to give to companies through buying stuff. It's so manipulative and it's crafted to every part of our world. It makes us feel good or feel bad. But actually, contentment is great gain with godliness. If you can be content, the theology of enough. You know what? I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm, I'm happy. I've got what I need. Even if you don't, that settledness, that contentment is such a blessing. We're not hankering after every new fad, every new thing, but we're, we're just enjoying the things that God's given us. We're generous with our friends. We work hard. It's such a great picture. It's a great worldview to be, to be immersed in. Can I, Laura, where's Laura? <laughs> Got a Laura. <laughs> Jump up. As we finish, to sum up 
not just this message, but the entire series on Proverbs. I've chosen Proverbs 30, verse 8 and 9. What a summary. Here it is. Remove from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. What an amazing thought of contentment. Give me neither poverty nor riches. I have enough. Content. If I'm poor, I'm going to be forever scratching around. In fact, poverty is horrible because you always think about money. The money you don't have. You're obsessed by it. Wealth. Well, who needs God if I've got all this money for this life? You might be in trouble next life. But that's the attitude of our day, isn't it? I've got everything. Why would I need God? I've got superannuation for now. (laughs) So give me neither poverty nor riches. And as you grapple with the Scriptures and apply it to your own context, you'll be on a journey of diligence, giving, wealth, according to your age and your desires and where you are in life. But let that thought run through everything. At the end of the day, our world isn't about money. It's about Him. And He who calls us is faithful. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to take a moment, just you and God, and, and pull to mind all your resources, whether that's a few dollars in your pocket, few houses, superannuation, investments, whatever, whatever it is that, that you have been given as a steward for. I want you to hold it before the Lord and say, thank you. Thank you that you always provide for my needs. And then just ask and say, Lord, help me use this resource wisely for your kingdom, for my family, for my friends, for the people in need. May may I be a channel of blessing. Help me get a right perspective on wealth and money. And just, Lord Jesus, we we want to be reminded that that everything is yours. You own all things because you created all things. We are just stewards of it. And Lord, help us to steward these things well. With great wisdom, let us enjoy possessions and wealth, and yet let us not depend on them. And listen to the Holy Spirit. Is there anything that He wants you to change? The way you think about it. Your plans, your dreams, your aspirations, anything. Just 
always hold those things before the Lord and say, Lord, anything you want to change here keeps you in the game. So Lord, I ask for your blessing on every person here. Fill them with wisdom and blessing in Jesus' name.